0: Welcome to the Total Sucker Show. My name is Daryl Grove, and I'm joined by a man who bravely rewatched USA 0 Jamaica 1 mm-hmm. with me. In this very studio right here, his name is Taylor Rockwell. Hello, hello! Not coincidentally, I have a knife in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> you do. It's plastic. So it, is. Okay. it is. It yeah. is. But I have to. You, you're going to throw? It at me if I say anything too positive about this game? Yes.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, but I am going to throw it into the cup holder, and it's going to oh. land there perfectly. Uh, no more knives, but I have to do something to distract from my frustration that yeah, was that game.
0: It was a frustrating game to watch. Uh-huh. It's Greg Behalter's first defeat five yep. games in. It's two games before the Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's we'll start with this. Should we be worried about this? No. I don't no, think so. okay, why
1: not? Um, I mean... <sighs> Worried is a word, angry is another word. And I think it's okay. That's interesting. I think it's okay to be frustrated. I think it's okay to be angry about how lackluster that performance was, how mm-hmm. sort of like disinterested some of the US players looked. Ooh. But I do not think that it means like, oh, things aren't working or this team isn't gonna come together. I think it was Greg Burhalter trying something. I don't think it really
0: works. Yeah. My- he was experimenting in terms of both yeah. new formation, which mm-hmm. we will definitely talk about, and uh, and not first choice 11. Yeah. Yeah. I also think we'll probably see this again. I doubt with the this. 3, 2, 4, 1. Yeah.
1: I yeah. doubt with this personnel. But mm-hmm. I, I think that if. As Ever Stu, again. As, as <laughs> Stu Holden uh, indicated prior to the game, that it, this seems like they're looking for a plan B, a different type of approach. Yeah. My guess. it feels funny saying this now, is that this was meant to be a more attacking approach for like, quote unquote, weaker opposition, and it did not work. But I do think that he's going to continue to try to find alternate plans aside from the kind of right back becoming a central midfielder plan that we've seen before.
0: All right, so before we we get into why it didn't work, which I think is the big thing we want to get into on this episode, why that new shape didn't Mm -hmm. work, or at least why the first 60 minutes of this game didn't work uh, for the US, Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's worth talking about why you think this is um, a more attacking version or a more attacking formation. I mean, because I think it's basically when the United
1: States does the... Like what? Four, two, three, one becoming a three, two,
0: it's, four, it's one, or whatever it is. Four, three, three becoming yeah. a three, two, four. One. There we go. Thank yeah. you.
1: That's the better way to put it. Um, it's basically what you're trying to morph into is what this lineup is. Yeah, it's, you
0: start in the attacking shape, exactly. the more attacking shape, yes. right? And so I think they theoretically, idea,
1: theoretically, and they did. They did yeah. for the first like eight minutes. You, you you saw a lot more combinations. You saw Jamaica being stretched out. I think at
0: one point Stu Holden said like Jamaica have no answers for what the United States are trying to do. I think that that would be really um, instructive mm-hmm. for people to go back and watch the first 10 yep. minutes and it looks really good yes. like the rest of it, it then falls apart completely yeah. but it looks really good for the first 10 minutes because Ariola's high on the right Anthony Robinson's high on the left we're moving the ball through midfield Omar Gonzalez is breaking lines with passes like at least three times mm-hmm. in the first 10 minutes or so and one quick aside to this is uh, people keep asking why is Omar Gonzalez back in this team I had the same question mm-hmm. I felt like maybe his time was over I think he's a much better line-breaking passer than I've ever given him credit for. And we saw him do it for the first 10 minutes of this game. Yes,
1: I feel very uncomfortable
0: agreeing with that Yeah, praising Omar Gonzalez, but I, yes, I would agree. I'm ready for a fresh start with Omar Gonzalez, genuinely. Because I think it, it wasn't a thing he was asked to do in the previous mm-hmm. like, regimes. He yeah. was more told just... Give the ball to Michael Bradley yeah. and then and go away. Let someone yeah. else do all the possession. I yeah. think
1: that's fair. And I think that when New era ha- new Omar. Yes. And when he had uh players wide to spread Jamaica out, so yeah. there were options in the middle and then players. Robinson. In. Yeah, and players checking in and moving, then he could find those passes. I think once the United States got a bit more stagnant, those passes went away. And yeah. to be honest, I blame Sweden. It's Sweden's fault for all this. Why is it Sweden? Because we were finishing up our group F preview, Sweden being the last team we previewed. Yeah, yeah. So we came into this game ten minutes late. And it was basically oh, we yeah. turned on the game and then like 10 seconds later is when I think Mihalovic was dispossessed and then Jamaica had the shot from midfield that like almost beat Zach Stefan. Oh, yeah, it's like a
0: long-range chip yeah. that was, I mean, over the bar, right? Yeah. It beat Zach Stefan, but it, it beat the goal as well.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, so I feel like we jinxed it, but I don't want to blame us, so instead I'm going
0: to blame Sweden for making us jinx it by tuning in late. <laughs> <laughs> Group F preview for the Women's World Cup will be published soon. Fair enough. Yeah, with that Sweden conversation in it. <laughs> um, but I actually think yeah. that is, I think you correctly, when we rewatched, mm-hmm. pinpointed this as the key moment, I believe. Because Mihailović essentially gets muscled off the ball um, because he receives it, doesn't turn, takes a couple touches. Jamaica are suddenly on him. Mm Dispossess him and they're able to have that like chip shot from distance. And I want to say, isn't it like a couple of minutes that is when Zach Steffen tries to play out of the back and just gives it straight to a Jamaican player? Like he's looking for Jackson Yule but just doesn't even get past the guy in front of him. genuinely
1: may have been uh, off the goal kick from that shot that he tried to play it short. He plays it short, he gets it back, and then I think he tried to play it out again and it gets cut out. Yeah.
0: And I think, if you don't mind me stealing your point, I Mm. think the turning point in this entire game is Jamaica realized oh, these guys aren't very tough. When they're taking all their fancy touches in midfield and receiving the ball, we can just step into them, dispossess them, and here we go. And I think that's where the trouble started. I would agree with that. I would...
1: Add a little bit, or like like yeah. change that a little bit to like uh, I think just before it, the United States had a good shooting chance. I think it was when there was like the combination, and Ariola gets the ball back out oh, wide. Ariola's quick ball to roll, yeah. down,
0: roll down, slipped him down the wing. Ariola crosses it, just Sergeant's mm-hmm. head like glancing header could have gone in the top left yeah. corner. It just didn't.
1: Yeah, it didn't. But I think after maybe a minute later, Jamaica get a goal kick, and Andre Blake doesn't take it. He takes his time slowing it down. He He has a chat, doesn't he? He he, he has a chat with his team. I doubt it was him, though, because I can't imagine that one goalkeeper stopping to chat for 15 seconds would do it. But it is around that time that I think... The message that's related to Jamaica is they're giving them too much time. They're letting yeah. the United States have too much time on the ball and they're backing off too much and trying to block off yes, passing options. Yes, because they're
0: letting um, the U.S. pass it into midfield. Yep. So like Trap can get a touch and Yule can get a touch and then Mihailovic and Roldan mm-hmm. can get a touch. And when you do that, you've moved the ball forward a little bit and then Ariola and Robinson can go high, right, exactly. and left. Then Jamaica are stretched out. That, and that's why that like, Roldan-Ariola uh, combination is able to mm-hmm. happen down the right wing. But yeah, if you just start hitting the US hard in central midfield so you can't go in there, suddenly you can't do that. You can't progress the ball like that. Ariola Robinson start coming deep, essentially. Yeah, right?
1: I mean, I think of it almost as, like, if you did, like, a time-lapse of the tide, <laughs> like, that's what I think of, it. like, they slowly yeah. start moving back and back and back and back and yeah. back, because that's the only way they can get the ball, because Jamaica start pressuring the central midfielders, but the other product of that is that because those wide players, are theoretically wide players for the U.S., start coming further and further back. <laughs> the tide's coming in. E- exactly, and <laughs> I guess the boats are coming with it? I don't know. I don't know what Jamaica are in this analogy, but basically then, you don't really have that threat out wide, so Jamaica can put numbers in the middle, and that'll when oh, it them. exacerbates the problem in it the middle, does. so you
0: get more numbers in there. Yeah. Exactly. And honestly, if you just pause and look at uh, the four central midfielders the US has, yeah. Roldan Mihailovic are the two attacking mm-hmm. mids, Trap and Yule are the two deeper mids, and you compare it to Jamaica's mm-hmm. midfield, they're all bigger guys. Yep. And once it becomes any sort of physical battle, we are absolutely losing that battle. We are. And did for like the next. The next
1: 60 minutes we are and did exactly and and I think contrast that with say Josh Sargent who I didn't have like a a highlight real game yeah better on the rewatch right yeah much much better on the rewatch I think much much better because he fought and I, I think he didn't get much service he didn't get many opportunities he probably should have done better with the one chance he did get when Dwayne Holmes comes on oh, yeah. we'll talk about him and him him being America's savior <sighs> in just a moment <laughs> uh, but I, I think that aside from Josh Sargent really battling for every loose ball and putting in challenges and making Jamaican players uncomfortable I'm with you that that I I think what happened is basically the American midfielders tried to just get rid of the ball as quickly as they could.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Or and, tried to just take a few touches and thought, I've yeah. got skill, I can get away with this. Yeah. This guy plays in the USL. No, this guy's going to knock you over. It's a strange, it's <laughs> a strange thing because
1: you're right, tried to get rid of it as quickly as they could is the wrong way to put it. But it sort of is like it became more of a, like, you take it. Like, I don't want to get caught. So instead yeah. of, like, it would be too many touches on the ball or it would just be, I don't want the ball, you take it. I'm going to get rid of it and then it'll be your fault. And that's why, I'm not necessarily why, but I feel like that coincides with when we just started having lots and lots of turnovers that did not need to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like Will Trapp, especially having a lot of uncharacteristic giveaways. There's one where he goes to like pass the ball to clear it, and he has players open, and he passes it 20 yards straight to a Jamaican player, and that's just not a thing that we usually see from Will Trapp or from the rest of the United States. Uh And that's where... It's it's not necessarily like a lack of effort. I said that in the beginning. It's not a lack of effort there, but I think as the game progresses, you can see the heads go down, and you can see Will Trap has a bad pass, and it's just sort of like, oh, well. And like you, you can sort of see the shoulder shrug from a lot of the different players mm-hmm. in that game that it felt like, yeah, this game just isn't really going our way, and that's the way it is, and you didn't see a lot of that fight and determination that you did see from Jamaica.
0: And here's where I would blame Greg Berhalter. Sure. Um, I kind of feel like he picked... A lot of players who we thought could like execute this like quick passing system, mm-hmm. this possession system, we just have the ball against Jamaica, and I think it's a lack of respect for Jamaica to not have any physical fil- midfielders in central yeah. midfield. Like it needed some sort of enforcer. Even honestly, Michael Bradley. Mm-hmm. Okay, not fast, like, not covering a lot of ground, but he's still like. Six foot one, and you do not push Michael Bradley off the ball, right? Mm-mm. At least just one guy who couldn't be pushed around. I think is what the U.S. needed somewhere in central midfield.
1: Yeah, but instead, uh, Bradley didn't dress. McKinney would be another one of those players. Yes, didn't dress. Jersey oh, would
0: fight you to the death. Josie
1: Outtor would have fought, not yes. on the bench. I mean, so I think that was Tyler Boyd, not on the bench. He can scrap. Like he's not necessarily the biggest dude, but yeah. <laughs> um, but and so I want just, to talk about
0: Tyler Boyd maybe later and why he didn't dress. I I think think works me. Yeah. That works. Yeah, that We expected to see him, right?
1: Yeah, but I, I think the United States was was definitely missing a. A little bit of that steal. I do think. Uh, I think this is your point. So we'll just rotate points back and forth. that I think at halftime <laughs> we'll steal each
0: other's points. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think at halftime, part of the talk at least, because it didn't seem that there was a, a big change in terms of approach, in terms of formation. I think a that lot was identical of identical second half. I think it was a lot of Berhalter saying, like, "I need to see more from you all. I need you Turn to it pick up. it up." Yeah, and so. You saw it in moments, I don't think, in the best possible way. Like, you saw Georgi Mihailovic at one point get dispossessed. He fights to win the ball back, sort of. He ends up fouling. I would say it's a kind of petulant foul. Yeah. But I think that was him trying to show that fight and to show that effort. He just
0: doesn't have the frame. No. Honest, right? He, just, he hasn't, kind of hasn't filled out yet. Mm-hmm. He only just left his parents home. <laughs> Apparently. He only just moved out. Yeah, that I mean,
1: wasn't the amusing story that John Strong thought it was. I
0: think maybe in a different context. If he'd yeah. been running the show and playing beautiful passes mm-hmm. and being the creative midfielder that we want him to be, it's a cute story. Yeah. When he's being knocked around and like being yeah. dispossessed multiple times for being too small, it suddenly takes on a different tone.
1: Yeah. And the story we're talking about was one told by John Strong that basically, I guess, he was trying to follow the nutrition plan yeah. that maybe I'm assuming the fire yeah. uh, wanted him to. And he realized living at home wasn't doing that. So he moved out. And now I guess <laughs> His he can. Aaron's terrible cooks. Well, that- <laughs> maybe. But it was also like that's a story that you tell maybe if it's like a 16 year old who's like yeah, trying yeah. to make, become a professional and there are like yeah. starting every game, not a 20 year old. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a little different. That's that's a little bit different. And and I do think, though, you're right, that maybe in a different context, that's a better story. Yeah. But on an evening where I thought there were moments when Mihailovic looked a little bit petulant and looked yeah. a little bit like frustrated that things weren't going his way. There were a lot
0: of times where I think he thought he got the foul. There's yep. one really specific moment where I actually think he is fouled, but he goes down. In the 14th minute, yeah. He grabs the ball. Mm-hmm. So this is just after the it had started, right? Yep. Jamaica had sort of realized, oh, we can, we can kick yep. these guys. Mm-hmm. We can bust these guys around. We can outmuscle them. He goes down after being fouled and grabs the ball. He gets called for handball. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I think... You've got to sort of read the referee as well, right? I think at some point the U.S. should have realized this referee, referee kind of isn't given a lot, mm-hmm. right? Which you could moan about the referee and complain, but sometimes that happens. Sometimes there's yep. a ref that lets stuff go. You've got to be sort of big enough and strong enough to to be able to battle against the opposition.
1: Yeah, and, and, I, and I would say then contrast that with later on in the game and like the... Early seventies uh, minute that like after he has the shot that doesn't uh, he doesn't hit cleanly. Mahajovich, yeah, it goes back yeah. to Mahajovich. He gets it at the top of the box. He dribbles in, and one of the Jamaican players basically just puts an arm on his shoulder, and he goes down. And he yeah. looks for the penalty. And it wasn't
0: enough to actually send him down, right? No, yeah. it
1: certainly wasn't. But it was also not the response you would have wanted to see from a player who like thought he got the foul, didn't get the foul. You would have expected a little bit of a fight back, and instead it was more yeah. of a, like, "Can
0: I have the penalty instead?" So later, mm-hmm. we're going to talk maybe who played themselves off of the Gold Cup yeah. roster. I think we might have to be mentioning Mihailović's name in there. I think we might. There's some other guys as well, though. Um, we've also got the Jamaican goal to talk about. We kind of have to break that down. Sure. Unfortunately, we do. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, there's a lot to think about there in terms of the U.S. setup. So stick around and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, today's show is sponsored by... Roughneck scarves! <laughs> Did you just strangle yourself with an imaginary I was scarf? Doing a, yeah, I was miming scarf to let you know which ad is coming.
1: There we are. we hadn't
0: agreed which ad would come first.
1: But you know what? You decided and I like it. Yeah. See, that's what the United States needs. Decisive yes. action as to when the advertisements are going to yes. come. Daryl's there. Get him in that lineup. And someone at least six feet tall. Also that, too.
0: Also that.
1: Uh, yes. This, the
0: last game I played, I got a yellow card for knocking someone over. The U.S. maybe could have done with that in midfield. Uh,
1: maybe it could have. Yeah. Take note, fellas. Uh, but yes, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf provider of uh, the U.S. US Soccer, Soccer Federation, uh, Major League Soccer USL, and the NCAA, as well as the Total Soccer Show, the Total Soccer Show yes. Hello and Welcome Scarf, we're, available for purchase.
0: Because we're as big as those other
1: organizations. <laughs> Pretty much the same, I think. On the Roughneck site, yeah. we are. Uh, 100%. Brilliant.
0: That's now my new favorite thing about Roughneck Scarves. Yes. So maybe if
1: you want to show your support for a... U.S. national team, not necessarily the one you saw this evening, but maybe oh, you
0: think it's a hard sell right now after watching that game. Hey, maybe a little
1: bit, yeah. Maybe a little bit, but you could maybe you know we see a stronger team in the Gold Cup. You could support them that way, or yeah. you could buy one for the U.S. women's national team yes. uh, to support them as they enter World Cup play. You could do that too because Ruffneck Scarves has a variety of options. And as I always a go back smorgasbord to the
0: sport of U.S. soccer, scarves. and they've
1: got the lightweight, so it is going to yeah. be hot this summer. It's going to be hot for the Gold Cup. It's going to be hot in France. You can get the lightweight one to keep you uh, comfortable.
0: All right, what if I like it but I wanted to pay a lightweight
1: price as well I I have no idea what you could do just kidding. I know exactly what you could do. You could use the Total Soccer Show discount code, which is Daryl Grove. Total Soccer Show. <laughs> uh, you could use the discount I hope no one code. thinks
0: that the code is Daryl Grove.
1: It might be. <laughs> it, it, the, the promo code is, what is it, Daryl Grove? Yeah. That's the promo code. No, the promo code is Total Soccer Show to get 20% off your Roughneck Scarf order.
0: Any scarf you see mm-hmm. at roughneckscarves.com, you'll get 20% off. Link will be in the show notes, as will the discount code, um, just in case you think it's Daryl Grove. It's not. It's Total Soccer Show.
1: I'm going to put Daryl Grove in there as a discount code because I'm doing the show notes.
0: All right. Let's talk about this Jamaican ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, It is scored by... Shamar Nicholson. Thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it is Will Trap that gives the ball away, right? Yes, it is. It really is. So... Will Trapp no, gives the ball I away mean, to Kevin Lambert. He is looking for one of those like line breaking passes. Uh
1: you you're 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 bleeding two things together. Because it's actually Christian Roldan who gives the ball away. Is it's it? Will Trapp who almost gives the ball away.
0: You're right. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so there's a trap ball to Roldan that's like across the top of the US's box. That is almost intercepted. It, it's,
1: and again, it's because he comes under immediate pressure. and I think doesn't, Again, the Jamaica game plan, right? Exactly. And he doesn't really know what to do. And I genuinely, I think he sees in his peripheral vision, there's a, a Christian Roldan-shaped shirt over there. So he plays the ball more or less uh, square to Christian Roldan, yeah. not seeing the Jamaican player who just barely misses getting yep. a toe to it. And if that happens, if that player gets to it or is maybe a little bit faster, or a little bit more uh, like aware of what's happening, that ball is one touch and then a shot, and it's probably in the back of the net.
0: Yeah, and instead they don't score for at least another 10 seconds. <laughs> so Roldan receives it. He actually yeah. has a really nice first touch to get mm-hmm. himself out of pressure. It's one of the things I like about Roldan. It's a really good touch, get himself out of pressure. He looks up, and I th- we think he's trying to find Josh Sargent, right? Yep. He might be trying to find Mihailovic. That was the open player. Mm-hmm. But instead... He hits it directly to Kevin Lambert.
1: Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, and then... It, phoenix rising in the USL. Yep. Uh, and then Kevin Lambert... Uh not necessarily rapidly, but gets the ball under control, plays it forward to Shamar Nicholson who is one-on-one with Will Trap about 25 yards from goal yep. and it's a very, to your point earlier about Will Trap not really being a defensive midfielder, it's like a quick tut, uh, cut to the inside, a quick cut back and a yep. shot
0: and that's all it is. like so Cut to the right, yeah. cut to the left, extra touch with the right foot mm. and suddenly you've created, normally it's like you create a yard of separation mm-hmm. like Harry Kane does and you can get a shot away. Yeah. I want to say he creates about five yards of separation from Will Trapp. Will Trap just bites on it far too easily. Mm-hmm. Sort of showing I'm not a defensive midfielder. And the thing I keep thinking is if that was Tyler Adams, mm-hmm. if that was Weston McKenney, maybe even if that was Michael Bradley, they are not biting on that. They are closing that down. And flipping that
1: around for a moment, if that were a Jamaican player, I don't think that, even if they do bite, I don't think they're giving up or not, or like not even giving up, but not necessarily putting in as much effort. And yeah. you could see again with Will Trapp that as soon as, into as soon as that cutback happens, it's a little bit of that, like, as long as I don't get beat then I, I'm not at fault. We've talked about this before where sometimes like the defender will let the cross go in as long as they don't get beat one-on-one in a foot race. <laughs> then it sort of is like, hey, that's the defender's job to defend that cross. Yeah, yeah. I'm just here to make sure I don't get beat. You guys had that away. And that's a little bit what this felt like. Is sort of, okay, as long as I keep him in front of me, he, if he shoots from distance, uh, he'll probably put it over the bar. But yeah. in this case, he puts it in he the back He did keep corner. him in
0: front, right? But yeah. he opens space, uh, yeah. open space by going sort of laterally away mm-hmm. from trap. So he never goes beyond trap. Nope. And it's a great shot. It's a great shot. But so was the Trinidad shot from Jones that that beat us, Mm -hmm. right? So maybe we should stop letting people shoot from, like, not even distance, like 30 yards away. We should stop that happening.
1: I hope that's in uh, Greg Berhalter's post-game notes. Uh, <laughs> maybe don't let them score, if at all possible.
0: Any blame on Zach Steffen for this? I don't no. have any from, from watching it.
1: I do Not not from not from what I could see from the replays and the angles. Uh, I think he's also maybe forgiven a little bit for not expecting that shot to come when it did yeah. or how it did because the United States probably should have retained the ball. So I think he's probably also worried about all the other runs that are happening, all the other buildup of Jamaican players around the top of the box. Yeah. And so probably trying to... To kind of pay attention to those, wait for a cross. Maybe there's a through ball coming. He's trying to stay alert and aware, and then the shot comes. I don't really fault him now.
0: So, one unfortunate thing about this goal is Greg Bauhalter had just changed the shape yeah. directly before, mm-hmm. right? He'd sort of seen enough of the three, two, four, one, and he made two subs, right? Eamon came on. Yep and Nicolima came on, mm-hmm. and we went to like the the regular behalte thing that we've come to expect for the first four games, the 4-3-3 that right. morphs when we get the ball forward, Nicolima goes into central midfield, mm-hmm. right? So it becomes a 3-2-4-1 again. You are correct. But with proper wingers, right? So the wingers are always high because you have fullbacks as well. Mm-hmm. There's a weird moment just before this goal happens when Nicolima runs from right back to central midfield and then runs back mm-hmm. as if he's kind of forgotten when he's supposed to do it. yeah. And I don't think it actually contributes to the goal in any way. Like There's no massive confusion caused by mm-hmm. it. But it does suggest that maybe Nick Lima's not as drilled in that position as we thought. Well, the only... Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Because normally it's as we progress to round about the halfway line he's supposed to do that, right? Not when we have the ball or they have the ball at the top of our own 18.
1: I would agree. I think maybe the only... like. Extenuating circumstance could be that he thinks he's the one who's supposed to get that ball because it's Will Trapp playing it. Maybe he thinks, I'm supposed to get that ball, Christian Roldan is supposed to be further forward because yeah. he's supposed to be operating as the number 10. But I take your point that that's not really supposed to happen until the United States is like, firmly established possession yeah. further up the field. So
0: I think he was a little confused for a second, but no yeah. fault really um, on the goal for no. Nick Lima.
1: Um, I, but I mean, I will say, I think one of the first things Nick Lima does is get the ball passed to him, it pops up in the air, and then he turns and plays it out of bounds, basically, and Mihailovic can't get to it. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's it's genuinely like the worst possible way to start because you're coming in and it's supposed to be like, all right, we're going to change it up, we're going to change the formation, new legs in there, fresh legs, it's going to be, oh, no, he passed it out of bounds, and it's kind of more the same because it was a lot of that kind of passing from the United States throughout the evening.
0: So is it fair to say maybe the formation change isn't the reason the goal happens? The, the reason the goal happens is the same old stuff. That yes. was just basically not being tough enough and not being able to play the ball through midfield yeah, correctly. Yeah, I would say so. Um, but also I think the formation change, because after the, after the Jamaica goal, there is like a good 25-minute spell where the US actually looks really good, and not really good, looks better, mm-hmm. and creates a load of chances. I would argue that isn't the formation change so much as the Dwayne Holmes change.
1: I would agree, except that I think you're forgetting that you're the same person who said with 12 minutes to go, it's nice to see that the United States can defend in a low block when they're down 1-0. Yeah, so so we, there is also a, a still an element of the United States backing off.
0: And I think that's part of just like we're just doing the thing that we're told to do. Mm-hmm. We're doing the system, and yeah. part of that is that we get a compact 4-4-2 and sit deep when the opposition has the ball. And I felt like that wasn't really – that's not what you should be doing when you're 1-0 down with 12 minutes to go. No, right? so there is that. I am frustrated with that yeah. cause I think it was more about – Practicing the system than it was trying to Mm -hmm. equalize but there but there is that moment of like Dwayne Holmes coming in and absolutely tearing this up for Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes and I would argue it's because he adds some aggression he's not even big right he's not a big dude Mm -hmm. but he's an aggressive guy he's an aggressive tackler um and he's like brave making like passes that other guys maybe weren't brave enough to make and I really think he changed the game for a good 10 minutes I think
1: we saw more fight from him in the 20 or 25 so minutes that he was on the field than we saw from most other American midfielders on the evening yeah Yeah, I think he like there's the sequence like right right on the 70th minute when he has like three tackles in a row like he puts in three kind of sliding challenges to keep the ball alive yeah then plays it forward I think that that kind of leads to the corner that leads to his great touch and square for Josh Sargent which he can't finish but yeah I think we saw more kind of determination and fight from Dwayne Holmes coming in than we saw from a lot of players
0: and we saw him make a brave pass and then like keep running and run wide Mm -hmm. and then we saw him have that thing where he like takes a couple touches out of pressure half loses the ball. slide tackles half loses the ball pokes a pass through and I think it um, it leads to um, a square ball I think that's the one that Mihailović ends up Ends up yes, taking a terrible yes, shot. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a really who's bad shot for Wide language. open, it's a
1: leave. I think he's like 15 to 12 yards out, and yeah, he yeah. just rushes the shot. Uh, yeah, but, and like, but to your point about his movement as well, there's the one where he gets the ball, plays it wide, makes the run. Ariola tries to play it back, instead, he passes it out of bounds. Yeah. And and I almost <laughs> wonder if that was Ariola in a moment being like, wait, who, what's this now? We're, we're moving? There's <laughs> who, movement? Who's this, oh, okay. running, who,
0: who's this running around <laughs> guy? Exactly. The other great Dwayne Holmes moment is it's from across. Yeah, and it's from a corner, I think. Is it? And he meets it at the far post, yeah. but he sort of Takes a touch that takes into there. It's a really good touch. Takes into the end line, cuts it back. It should have been a goal for Just Sargent. It really should. Mm -hmm. Not not that it was an easy chance because there were loads of Jamaican bodies um, in front of him. And I think he does get a shot. Mm -hmm. Is it off target or is it deflected? I actually can't remember. I think it's it's blocked, maybe deflected. Yeah. But it's a chance created Mm -hmm. by Dwayne Holmes. It just has me thrilled thinking, all right, so if people don't know about Dwayne Holmes, he plays for Derby County Mm -hmm. in the championship. He is this kind of all action player, the few times I've seen him play for Derby County. He's only 24 years old. I think we've got a good few years of Dwayne Holmes ahead of us. It's yes. really exciting. He's going to be one of the two number 10s, right? So he's going to be competing with Pulisic, McKenny, Mihailovic, and Roldan. Mm-hmm. And right now I'd put him... And Leggett maybe as well? And Leggett if Leggett gets fit, right? Yeah, I would put him closer to the pulisic McKenny tier... Than the other guys I mentioned. I mean, based on tonight's performance, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like Mihailovic like, essentially got bullied. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodan gave the ball away for the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lejet was injured. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: <laughs> do you want to do you want to have that conversation now about who improved their standing and who maybe hurt themselves, or do you want to hold off on that for a little well, bit?
0: One, yeah, maybe just a little bit later. Because one thing I really want to talk about is this idea that uh, this was just a friendly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the first choice eleven, and so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not for the first time. I'm kind of not into that.
1: All right. Why right? is that?
0: Cuz I get that Greg Berhalter wanted to maybe experiment, wanted to see players, right? Uh, but and wanted to run out the new formation, the 3-2-4-1 mm-hmm. to see if it worked. But he's also been talking about rebuilding the reputation of the men's national team. Yep. And US soccer has been very like, open about saying we want to, you know, get fans back on side, get people um, excited. So I'm starting to come around to the idea that anytime there's a okay, a friendly but a game, right? An actual U.S. men's national team game. People are buying tickets to go to that. We nearly bought tickets and went to this game, yeah. right? The reason we didn't is just because we knew we'd be back really late. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting chemotherapy tomorrow. So that. that's the main reason we didn't go up there. Plus, lots of women's World Cup previews. That. Um, but people did buy tickets and go to the game. And I think if, if U.S. soccer actually wants to build bridges with fans again, they maybe need to like stop sending out um, second-choice lineups where the big players aren't there and start thinking, let's put on a show for the fans. Yeah. I've never made this argument before. I really believe it because I think US, soccer's re- U.S. men's national team's reputation is so low with fans right now that games like the one tonight do not help in the rebuilding process. I would
1: agree with that. And I'm going to take it... A- Like in a different direction, but in the same direction at the same time, I guess. Um, Because I would also say that we love Stu Holden. Stu Holden's been on the show. We think he's very good at what he does. He is. Yeah. I I did not enjoy some of his positivity in this game because I understand (laughs) a lot of oh this is a friendly, this is only a B team. Yeah. Pulisic could be back, etc. And to that, I say like people paid money for that. Like people took time out of their evenings to watch that game. And and they this is one of those times when it feels a little bit like that like that paying spectator is a little bit taken for granted. And to be told oh you know they're just trying stuff. And they're like, yeah, you know, you can't get too frustrated. It's a building process. I take your point. Like, I, I get that. And I understand why that's important. But it can still be bad. And you can still say, <laughs> this has been very, very ugly. Hopefully they improve on this. And it, yeah. and it uh, those moments where it feels like we're all kind of cheerleading for the USA as opposed to t- uh, taking a more objective analytical approach to wonder like why isn't this working what went wrong yeah that's what i would have preferred and i think that's what u.s soccer needed to do on the evening i i i, I hope we haven't heard the press conference but i would have oh yeah we would have, checked in maybe before yeah. we uh, recorded this <laughs> i hope greg Burhofter came out and said like well that sucked like like i would like to know <laughs> that, awesome. yeah I, I i don't want pr there i don't want spin i want i'm not saying he needs to throw players under the bus but i do not appreciate the sort of like well you know we're working on things and it's never quite the way you want it to be yeah. like No, like, say what it is, and and that will make me feel better about, yeah, okay, because that kind of establishes that this isn't okay, this isn't an acceptable performance, and it's going to be better from now on.
0: Okay. Speaking of acceptable performances, Mm -hmm. maybe we should think about talking about the players who maybe were on the Gold Cup roster bubble. Sure but their bubble now may mm-hmm. have burst, which I've been told is the correct way Yes, to use that is that you're like fragile and bubbly, and that's why you're on the bubble. All right. Yeah. That could be. Which actually, doesn't make sense because that means you are a bubble. I, we're not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Yes. Good call. But before we do that, how about we talk about today's second sponsor? Let's do it. Please remind me who it is. It's Away Days. It's Away Days. (laughs) I'm glad one of us knew. It has been a long day. It it has indeed. How did I forget Away Days? Away Days Days have been so good to us, and our listeners have also loved Away Days Mm -hmm. when they've shopped at awaydaysfootball.com.
1: That's because people love to be surprised when they get a package in the mail, and Away Days gives you that surprise by providing the mystery
0: kit. Yep, $25, uh and you get... A mystery kit. The only guarantee is that it's not, it's not a big team. It's mm-hmm. not Arsenal. It's not Real Madrid. It's not uh, Juventus. It could be like a, a sort of lower Serie A team. It mm-hmm. could be a Portuguese team or an Argentinian team, or it could be anything. Yeah. It really could be anything. It depends what Away Days has on hand. It
1: could be, and then but they do have the slightly bigger club option as well. Yes,
0: well they have the current mm-hmm. uh, current season kit option. So twenty eighteen nineteen kits are forty dollars instead of twenty five dollars because they're new, so they're mm-hmm. they're more expensive, um, and those could be Arsenal, Real Madrid, that type of team. Unless you don't want it to be. There it is. You can leave a note saying, I'm a Spurs fan, please don't send me an Arsenal kit. <laughs> <laughs> which
1: which is an okay thing to yeah, say. I think or, it's an okay distinction to
0: draw. I'm a Manchester United or Everton fan, please don't send me a Champions League winner's kit.
1: Yeah, that would not be fun. Uh-huh. I don't need that, and yeah. I feel like that was a little bit salt in the wounds from you, my friend. Hey, yep. I don't just, appreciate that, just a tiny bit. Just you know what I do bit. appreciate. What's that? That Away Days makes it uh, easy and even slightly cheaper to get their products, <laughs> uh, including their own custom products. They're, yeah, they, they make beanies, which maybe isn't the best thing for say Depends June, July, live. August. Even I in suppose, Australia, get I suppose it. that's true. But they've also <laughs> got like the nice, like more designery soccer apparel, which yeah, I yeah. do appreciate. It's like the it, it is the perfect like casual wear, but it's also as I've said before, like if you want to look. Like a little bit fly on the way to a game, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, like you're heading to a soccer game, you, w- you wear like the nice designer shirt with mm-hmm. the, uh, the Away Days logo on it, and the we ball and the, the globe. We
0: said this back in the day, yeah, the ball and the globe mm-hmm. slightly overlapping, a bit yep. of, like a slight Venn diagram type uh-huh. thing. <laughs> yep. um, it's a really nice, simple but clever design, mm-hmm. yeah, the ball and the globe.
1: It certainly is. So if people want to take advantage of what Away Days has on offer, what can they do, Daryl? How can they do it?
0: They can go to awaydaysfootball.com mm-hmm. and pay full price. There it is. Or they can enter the discount code T-S-S Check out. That's better. Yep. It's better. It's 15% better because you'll get 15% off with the discount code T-S-S at awaydaysfootball.com.
1: Thank you very much to Away Days for sponsoring today's episode. One other little tiny thing I wanted to note before we move on to maybe talking about who helped themselves and who hurt themselves. Yeah. So I got a little ranty at the end there. I'm okay with that. I okay. would say, though, that, like, you have to have – you do have to have these performances to, like – to in order – you can't always be happy. You've got to have the kind of down moments because otherwise if you're always happy, then you're never happy because it becomes <laughs> your kind of uniform feeling. So it. These results are always going to occur. Greg Burhalter had to lose his first game eventually. Yeah, it's the response that we want to see, and it's the re- in-game response. We didn't necessarily see the in-game response we would have liked. So hopefully, this is a a learning game, and it's a learning experience for a lot of these players. Okay. And next did time, you, things did you don't calm work down during
0: the ad? Is that happen?
1: No, it's just more so like because that's the reality. Is I like to be totally honest. Like I wasn't. I was very frustrated by the result. I was very frustrated by the performance. But I also, with these games, there's an element of like, okay, so what can we learn from this? What yeah. went wrong? That's why our, our our initial approach to this was, why didn't it work? What were they trying to do? How do we learn from it? And mm-hmm. you have to be able to have these games to learn from it to be better. I just hope that that's what
0: happens. Okay, I actually have a question for you. Before we uh-huh. talk about like who like hurt their goal cup or hurt, helped their goal cup ch- roster chances, mm-hmm. again, the roster submitted, what, yeah. midnight tonight? So like an hour and a half after yes. we uh, from from right now yep. it's 10:30 as we record this eastern um 10:37 if you the, want to get all specific the, about it <laughs> i think the idea i want to talk about is the 3241 formation mm-hmm. like the, the idea of like maybe going with this like as a as a backup to the 433 or as an alternative to the 433 was it so bad tonight that we never see it again or could you see it working if we replace some of the um the less first choice parts with guys like Christian Pulisic and Weston McKennie and uh, other players like that. I
1: uh, I don't think that solves it completely, but I think it certainly helps. But I think okay. um, if you put Christian Pulisic in one of these positions, in
0: Mihailovic's position, I think is a massive upgrade given his performance.
1: It, it is, but like I don't know. Again, like I've said this before, like Christian Pulisic is not. I don't Aiden Hazard. Like, he's not, like, that's a, bad, that's a rough that's example. Really I apologize. That's really bad news for Chelsea fans. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not he's this, like, he's that. not Lionel Messi. He's not this player who, like, can beat an entire team by himself. Yeah. Maybe he can do it on occasion, but that's. it's not like you put him in there and suddenly he'll rip through the Jamaican defense. Yeah. He needs people around him. And I think if he had more, like, first-team players around him, I think that probably helps. But if it's more first-team players kind of playing static and standing off a little bit and letting Jamaica physically dominate, I don't know if the result changes that much.
0: I think Pulisic will be uh, much, much harder to physically dominate than Mihailovic was just because of the like, high-level experience he's got in the Bundesliga. You're right. I think His decision-making is faster. His decision-making is much faster. Mm-hmm. His like, I see this guy coming for me. This guy's going to try and run me over. I'll step around him, like, skill. Is much much higher than Mahalovich is. so Jamaica may have been more scared to go charging in because it means Pulisic can just like take a touch around you and accelerate. So there's yeah. a chance that changes everything.
1: There is. There's also a chance that it's what we've seen on occasion from them from Pulisic in the US with the US national team before. Which like, is, say against
0: Honduras, he tries
1: to play faster, and everybody else around him is sort of still playing slow, and he'll like work to get away from a player and lay it off and then eventually gets frustrated and does try to take people on and gets fouled a whole bunch and yeah, then yeah. gets even more frustrated. So I think your point, that he'd probably be faster in his decision-making, but I think it would require more people working a little bit harder around him. And I think that, again, is the lesson you can learn, that yep. you can't just have those wingbacks push forward as fast as they can in hopes that maybe that ball is there, but they also can't just drop in and stand there and hope they get the ball. There's yeah. got to be a little bit more movement. It's got to be a little bit more dynamic in the attack. Oh, yeah.
0: One thing we talked about in terms of the diamondism of the formation mm-hmm. is if it does happen that we can't play through mid- like say there's just a team that's like clogging the midfield no they're not even like yeah. knocking us around like jamaica they're just clogging it with numbers so we end up with the wing backs in this 3-2-4-1 coming kind of deep and getting the ball off the center backs one of the problems we noticed in this game especially in the first half was then there was no width mm-hmm. like higher up the field yeah. right which is what behelter wants in my mind i'm gonna guess this was supposed to happen as well in my mind if that happens if the wing backs come deep it needs those two attacking midfielders it needs at least one of them to pull wide mm-hmm. right so roldan or Mihailovic should have pulled like right for Roldan or yeah. left for Mihailovic to create some width, pull Jamaica out um, a little bit because you, you just can't have no width because then it just allows the other team to massively clog the middle. You've got to stretch them in some way. It needs one player to be smart enough to go pull them wide.
1: Double negatives are my Achilles heel, but I think I understood what you said there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to your Dwayne Holmes is that guy, by the way? Yes, he is. Uh, so to your, I think you asked this question to your question about or to the conversation about who hurt their like status or who helped themselves in yeah. this one. I would say those two players you just said, Rosanna Mihailovich, I don't think they helped themselves in this game.
0: Right. Yeah. I think maybe one of them ends up making the goal roster because mm-hmm. there's like there's only so many players that can make it. I would argue that Mihailovich kind of proved he can be easily bullied out of a yep. game at international level. And we're playing Guiana, Panama Trinidad and Tobago in the group stages and then you know maybe Jamaica again in the knockout rounds maybe Mexico Mm -hmm. later on maybe Costa Rica teams like that um I mean Trinidad could essentially do what Jamaica did right I so I think maybe Mihailovic I hate to say it because he might listen and he might get mad about it like he did when Matt Doyle talked about needing to work on his half turn Mm -hmm. but I think Mihailovic possibly played himself out of the Godgut roster by proving he can't hang with the rough stuff
1: yeah it's it's I agree with that. I would add to it, though, that like it's not just that he can't handle getting knocked around because that would be a little bit harsh to be like, ah, well, you couldn't handle getting booted a whole bunch, so tough. Out you go. I think it's also that the way you remedy that, and this is what I was talking about with like Pulisic coming in, is I think he makes faster decisions. And if you know after that first kick, like, okay, they're going to do that every time, then I've got two touches. I've got two seconds to be on the ball. And even after he got booted, even after he got knocked off the ball, Mihailovic, uh, especially in the second half, we still saw him take a heavy touch and then kind of look around and try to make a decision instead of making the decision before he receives the ball, which is what you have to do if you want to play yep. central midfield at a high level. And And I think that he showed that that's not necessarily a thing that he can adjust to on the fly, and mm-hmm. that's another thing you need in a, in a competition like the Gold Cup.
0: Dwayne Holmes. Yeah. I think if Dwayne Holmes wasn't already on the Gold Cup roster... Based on maybe some performances in practice, mm-hmm. this 30-minute cameo, like it should be impossible to leave him out after this. He, he looked like the best player on the field.
1: He did, and, and in a way that, like I was thinking earlier, like if Pulisic did sub on, would it have made the US better, or would it have made the the players just think like, okay, like our best player is here now, we're fine. He'll do everything. And I think my answer is Dwayne Holmes. Kind of did both of those things. Like mm-hmm. I think he kind of set the tone and set the tempo, but also showed what a difference it can be when you're aggressive and going after the ball. Yep. And I think that's probably what Pulisic would have done too. But yes, to your point, Dwayne Holmes, if he's not on that Gold Cup squad, maybe my my willingness to say it's a growing thing uh, turns into anger
0: again. Right, because if this is a lessons learned from this game, yeah. one of the lessons should be. Dwayne Holmes is good. Yeah, he good. <laughs>
1: he real really good. good. Um,
0: Dwayne Holmes moving up to the Goldcrupp roster possibly means Roldan moving out. Yep. Right? Because mm-hmm. already we've got... So for those number 10 spots, I know in Berhalter's head it's Pulisic and McKennie, yep. like his first choice, two number 10s. If you add Dwayne Holmes to that, that's three. There's only one more spot, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe Roldan, Legit, maybe someone else. Yep. But suddenly Roldan's fighting for a place on the Goldcrupp roster. He is. Okay. Um, I've got one more positive one. Mentioned earlier, so we don't need to go into it in detail. Omar Gonzalez, mm-hmm. I think, might have sort of just... At least showed me why Berhalter's thinking about him. I don't think there was much wrong with this performance, and I think when the US was doing well, there was a lot of Gonzalez playing through balls. I think he might have uh, pushed himself a little f- closer to consideration.
1: I don't disagree. Yeah, uh, which is a people weird... won't like it, right? No, but... it's a weird thing to say because we had a lot of questions about why why is he in this squad? How does he still yeah. get chances? And I think you're absolutely right. We had our answer tonight, playing centrally. Mm-hmm. And I do think maybe that made a difference, is not being on either side of the center center back. I think that let let him feel a little bit more in command. Yeah. But we did see him trying to play balls and trying to make some – Relatively risky passes and, and distribute well. Um, and no I,
0: mistakes, right? No mistakes that we know not of? No th- own goals today? <laughs> n-
1: no None bad enough that I remember them. Whereas I do think Matt Miazga and Tim Ream were a little looser in possession, yeah. a little sloppier in some of the passes that they made. So yeah, I, I, I think Omar Gonzalez probably further cemented his role. Not After that I think it max. was necessarily... In danger? Because I think we said in our preview that even though we didn't have him in our starting 11, we kind of felt like maybe he was going to be in
0: there. I think he's one of Bear guys, right? Mm-hmm. He just trusts him and likes him, and that's yep. why he's, he's on the roster. Yep. He's also coming back to MLS, by the way. He's going to be signing with Toronto, or he's probably already signed. He's going to be joining very soon. Yep. Okay, we're going to go to.
1: Uh, well, I, I would say a, there's a, a bunch of players who I think helped themselves this evening, and it's the people who didn't play. Yeah. Because I, I do think that, like, like this is probably, pro- I don't even need to say probably, this is the worst game we've seen from Will Drap in a US jersey. Like, I think Michael Bradley looks way better by comparison. Yeah. I mean, we, they
0: both make the roster anyway, right? But maybe yeah. Bradley's now the confirmed starter. Exactly. In an important game. We, and
1: we had that conversation about the goal, and we had it several other times when we were watching this game uh, the first go round was like, do, does Bradley make that play? Does Bradley get in there and knock people off the ball? Does Bradley go in there and fight? I think he probably does. Yeah.
0: He's at least physically bigger. Like I said, he's like 6'1. He's bigger than than everyone else would have been, right? Yep. yep. And actually, that's one more point I wanted to make about the 3 2 4 1. I think one of the problems is the two can't be just like passing midfielders like Trap and Yule. One of them's got to be some sort of destroyer or you're just in all kinds of trouble. Yes. Yeah. As we Uh, found out, right? Literally with the goal, Trap. Not good enough defensive midfielder gets beat goal one 0 right. Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes,
1: and and I would say uh, to your point about Jackson Yule, uh, I think he well, He's definitely not making the goalkeeper roster. Definitely there. Not. He's
0: not on the preliminary forty man squad. There right? it is. This was uh, like a this was just like let's give you a cap, let's like give you some international experience because we like what you do.
1: Exactly, uh, but I, but I think also maybe he comes away from this knowing that he's got to continue to raise his game if he yeah. wants to kind of be back in that consideration. Oh, yeah, you would... didn't
0: you didn't particularly like his performance, right? I didn't see any mistakes. Necessarily,
1: Um, I I thought he he gave the ball away uh, his fair share, and I also thought that he didn't necessarily make himself as available as was probably necessary. Once Jamaica did start pressing and did start clogging the midfield, I think it it got pretty static from a lot of U.S. players, and I think he kind of struggled to find a way to make the game better from a U.S. perspective. Okay,
0: all right, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, someone who definitely hurt his chances and was I think was given a big opportunity tonight and did the opposite of take it is Anthony Robinson yeah so we went with the 3-2-4-1 the that like gives him a sort of left wing back spot where he can show what he's good at get forward go at people whip crosses in mm-hmm. instead he received the ball a lot on the left and would run at people and kind of just give the ball away yep. or be out muscled consistently out muscled right he ended up looking skinnier by the second I think he was losing weight throughout the game <laughs> it felt like he was getting shoved off the ball um, an awful lot and not offering anything defensively either. I don't think he did, w- I don't think he had one successful moment in this game.
1: I still think he could do the job of sliding in and being the other center back if we continue to do the thing where like Nick Lima goes into center midfield. Do you really? No, I'm just saying that to annoy you. <laughs> I'm 100% saying that to I've annoy you. I was got to say,
0: there was, so when we changed formations, yeah. there was a moment where he actually did that role, right? Uh-huh. Eventually, Lovitz replaced him. Um, but your your look of righteous
1: indignation that you like well, kind of fought to maintain was my favorite thing I've ever seen.
0: I am shocked that we did that because yeah. I, I don't think he's capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should ever have been put in that position. I would have bet you more money than I could afford <laughs> that he would never, ever, ever be put in that position. Yeah. And it, it was just part of the changeover between formations and eventually Lovitz came in. But I'm still shocked that it ever happened for even 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, as am I. I, I am... Less shocked about that than I am about how not good he looked going forward. It was shocking. Yeah, right? I mean, He's, and
0: he is better than that.
1: And the one, the one that really stands out uh, was in the like fifty fifth minute. Had to check the notes. <laughs> uh, it's the one where Jackson Ewell uh, get, gets the ball. The US are on a counter, like a kind of kind of a break, a little bit. And Jackson Ewell plays the ball wide to Anthony Robinson. It's behind Robinson. Still oh yeah, pointed that one out. So he has to slow down to get the ball, but he still has time to kind of take the ball, take a touch, pick a spot, and either drive it goal and then square it for a shot, or put in a good cross. And instead, he floats one out of bounds. And my feeling is he didn't hit one good cross. That's he? why he's there is to be an attacking presence and to kind of ping balls in and be a threat. Threat, yeah. and instead he felt like whatever the opposite of a threat is <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, a yeah,
1: calming presence for Jamaica I
0: feel like he would have an opportunity to uh-huh. be one on one against I can't remember who the right back was it wasn't Kamala Lawrence right? for Kimmel Jamaica Alvis uh, Powell Alvis Powell he had moments when he was one on one with him and would try and, like, do a move and push it past him, and Powell would just step across. Mm-hmm. he just step across, push oh, him out the way. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. forget
1: about the one where he literally just kind of stands there and Anthony Robinson runs into him, and he's like, okay, yeah. uh, if that's what you
0: want to do. And then there are other moments where I think, especially later on before he gets pulled, pulled back uh-huh. into a more defensive role, he would, like, start to go at Powell, and you would almost see him lose his nerve and turn back and just pass it sideways instead. I'm sad now. So once a sort of overlapping fullback winger type person is too scared to take someone on, yep. you've completely, like, neutered him. <laughs> You really have, right? Yes. Neutralize is probably uh, less, <laughs> less, <laughs> less graphic word. Say
1: what you want, man. <laughs> Say what you want. But you get what I'm
0: saying, right? You, you, he's no longer a threat um, at all. So I think if um, if Greg Berhalter was thinking all right, we'll take Anthony Robinson because then we can go to this 3-2-4-1 and he's the guy that I can use on the left wing, like left wing back. Mm -hmm. I think he proved tonight that that's not going to work and you'd be better off even having Paul Arriola playing on his wrong foot on the left side or or something else. It's funny you mention him because I was
1: just thinking about how he's one of the few names we have not yet mentioned and I don't really know what to make of that because I would say he had a bad game as well. I thought he was was pretty, again, pretty wasteful when it came to possession, especially when it came came to like playing simple balls. Yeah. it did not seem like the kind of game we've come to expect. But from him. I think
0: his stock is so high with Belhadj after yeah. some very good performances. I don't think there was so much on the line that he could have played himself out of Gold Cup consideration. The one threat to him is Tyler Boyd. Yes, Tyler Boyd, who we talked about in the preview, one time switched from New Zealand, really pacey winger. I'm going to guess maybe fastest guy on the team once he's on the team properly. It's pretty quick. Yeah, he's very, very quick, very dangerous winger. I'm interested in the idea that we didn't see him tonight. We, we in our preview, we just had him starting because mm-hmm. we thought, all right, let's get him out there. Let's get this guy involved. Yes. There were some interesting Stu Holden tweets before the game where Stu Holden has definitely talked to someone in camp or maybe Greg Berthardt himself. He knew that we were playing this 3-2-4-1 formation. He was yep. calling this out like an hour or 45 minutes before kickoff. Someone then asked him about Tyler Boyd, what do we make of his involvement, and Holden said... Or lack thereof, yeah. Or lack thereof. He said... Safe to say, I think he's already made the Gold Cup roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that seemed to be said with some inside knowledge. Yes. right? We can't guarantee that. But, so, but why would that happen? Is it just like Behalter's now keeping Tyler Boyd as some sort of secret weapon that we don't want to reveal to anyone? Or was it like, we'll give Joe Zhao a go on the right wing um, against Jamaica and that's his big chance, and Tyler Boyd maybe plays against Venezuela. I
1: think that's that's a part of it. I think certainly is that he wanted to, as John Strong and Stu Holden said, it felt like maybe there were 21 of the 23 roster spots were spoken for, so maybe there were a couple players in there who had a chance. I also think, aside from that... It's an experimental formation. It's them doing something different. And maybe Greg Berhalter didn't want to throw in a new player to start in a new formation and see what happens. That's why
0: Ariola at least was on that side. Exactly. And and Dwayne Holmes doesn't come on. You don't ask him to play wing back either,
1: right? No, you don't. But also Dwayne Holmes doesn't come on until the United States has switched into the kind of more familiar formation that we've come to expect from Berhalter. So I think maybe that's it, is that he knows he's not going to use a sub on Tyler Boyd. He doesn't want to start Tyler Boyd as like a, a wing back in this experimental formation.
0: Yeah. But wouldn't you agree that there is like a pre-planned or somewhat like preconceived idea that we're going to switch to that 4-3-3 three, three type shape. And with that, we're going to bring on wingers, right? We're going to mm-hmm. add wingers to the equation. And the wingers on the bench were Jonathan Amon and Joe Zhao, and not Tyler Boyd. So I maybe it's like maybe they had more to play for, whereas Tyler, maybe Tyler Boyd's already made it, so he has nothing to prove. So this was Amon and, Boyd, and uh, Jiao's chance to grab a roster if spot. If this makes
1: any sense, and it probably doesn't, <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're wrong, but I also don't know if that's true. I yeah. don't know if this was going to be always a 60th minute, we're going to change up the formation again, or if this was a, yeah, we came out for the second half, it's been 15 minutes, this is still not working, I guess we have to change it.
0: I think it's planned at some point because... Uh Amon and Zhao cannot play, really, in that 3-2-4-1. So they wouldn't be there at all if the plan was to stick with the wing backs all the way through. I mean, that's just negative. <laughs> don't <laughs> it's, tell them what they can't it's do. It's also accurate. Yeah, though, right? it's probably fair. yeah, that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Someone may have asked Berhalter, um about this mm-hmm. in the press conference. We just don't know. We recommend you go check.
1: All right. So then here's my question for you. Yeah. What about Jonathan Amon? Because I, I would I would say that maybe this was a hey let's give JoJo a couple minutes. It's near where he grew up. It's near his
0: hometown. Yeah. So we'll g- get him some minutes. He'll miss control of all out of bounds. That will <laughs> pretty much decide that one. Amon, he did. He would have had to go lights out to make the goal kick yes. roster. Right. JoJo was always a long shot. This game didn't help him make it. I no. don't think we see him on the goal kick roster.
1: All right. So yeah. what about Jonathan Amon then? Because he comes in, <sighs> he I don't know. He didn't look great. He didn't look bad, I don't think. Uh, I, I didn't see a lot from Jonathan Eamon. So, I'm not really sure where I put him in the yeah. equation.
0: It's a little bit like, come see, come see, right? There's, like, <laughs> yeah. not, not great, not terrible. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's really hard. I think maybe whatever Eamon's done in practice is going to be more important in this game because yeah. it was so uh, inconclusive, uh, it, right? It's also probably
1: fair to say that if, if you're deciding... Basically, I feel like Jonathan Eamon's, like, fate such as it was, his goal cut fate. was pretty much already sealed before this game kicked off. Because I think that if you're trying to decide a couple final roster spots, you start those players and see what they do in a starting situation. It's not, I'm going to throw him on with 10 minutes to go and see if he has an impact, and if so, then I'll put him on there. Mm-hmm. That might just be me spitballing because it's almost 11 o'clock and we've been here for a very <laughs> yeah. long time. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my feeling is I think... If Jonathan Amon is on the Gold Cup roster, he was on it before tonight. And if he's not, then he wasn't on it before tonight.
0: I think it might be – even though he's on the preliminary roster, I think he's – yeah, it's more like a Jackson-Yule situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, we'll give you a cap, but also you're going to end up playing for Jason Christ on the U23s pretty soon. Here's like a little taste of first-team camp. I actually think maybe someone like Jonathan Lewis Mm – is maybe at least as good a winger as Jonathan Ayman. Lewis is at least left-footed as well. Ayman again very right-footed uh, on good, the on the left. That's a good that like, going on. And Lewis has already like provided two assists for Belhanda. To- uh, coming off the bench, he's the type of guy that I think has a good shot at making the roster because he's a better halter guy. Yes, Jonathan Lewis, I think so. Yeah, again, right. didn't dress, wasn't involved in this game, no. but maybe he's already on the roster. All right. or well, will be revealed pretty soon, right? That, that's what I was about to
1: get to. Is that like I feel like we've done plenty on this game, plenty on what's to come. Yeah, uh, we know the roster is going to be released or it has to be submitted. What by midnight?
0: By midnight tonight, so in about an hour, and it will be sort of revealed sometime tomorrow, meaning Thursday morning.
1: Yeah, so we should go ahead and wrap this up, put this show out, so that way. People People can listen to it on the off chance that the roster is released at twelve oh one. Then if you listen to it right away. Be a leak. Yeah. Then you can listen to it right. O- listen to the show and then right away, or ten minutes, that like right around afterwards. Yeah. Then you can get the roster.
0: I do have some Bearhalter quotes Uh-oh. to share with you. What Thanks you Jeff Carlisle, who brilliantly mm-hmm. goes to the press conference and often uh, shares what's going on. Um, just two quick quotes. Bearhalter, we perform poorly tonight. All right, there so we go. So you got your Ben Olsen moment. There we go. Just saying that was not good. Right. Uh-huh. Um, he said the pressure of the roster announcement got to some guys. Ooh. That's interesting. Maybe talking Mihailovic. Yeah. Because <laughs> they know they're playing for a place and it's a little bit too much. That's um, interesting. But Halter also says – By the way,
1: I don't like that at all, but okay.
0: You don't like him saying that? No, don't I, like I that don't that like that,
1: that as 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 an excuse. Right.
0: But not an excuse, maybe just a thing that he thinks happened, right? But Halter I think is at least honest with us.
1: Yeah, but also like what? what's the – like, uh, yeah, they were worried it was a World Cup and they were nervous. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, this is how you weed out the players who aren't ready I suppose. I suppose, for I suppose. That, right? The other bear quote uh, from Jeff Carlyle is that Sebastian Leggett will miss it through injury. Okay. Okay, so go. that's kind of confirmed. And Christian Roldan wipes Christian his brow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I beat you to it.
0: <laughs> oh. All right, there's no one else to talk about. Right? We haven't missed anybody who was like on the bubble for this roster who was involved in this game. I don't think so. All right. Tyler Boyd's the most interesting one to me because he's not involved in this game. We didn't didn't
1: really mention Josh Sargent. I don't think he was ever really on the bubble I think they were probably going to take three strikers and I think he he probably did enough to justify further inclusion I think
0: he was mostly good I could have done with maybe him coming away from the centre backs and showing a bit more Yeah, because it looked good when he did it early on and then somehow he couldn't do it afterwards maybe it was just too clogged for him to find a channel to receive the ball but Mm. yeah I agree and he worked hard when you watch a lot of off the ball stuff where he's working hard and fighting for the ball which is what a lot of players did mm-hmm. not do,
1: and I think we also we may have seen Jesse's artist tonight, but I, I think he had something wrong with his toe. So yeah, like a leg scratch, scratch just yeah. before. Yeah, yep. I think
0: you're right. Maybe we see Jesse, Josie, um, and Josh mm-hmm. all on the roster, all on first name terms. There we go. The Js. <laughs> so um, in terms of that, G's. in terms of that Gokrit roster. I won't be here on Thursday. I'm going in for some chemotherapy. I'll literally be in the chair while the while the roster is being revealed. You're going to go punch cancer in the face. Yeah, That's what you, you're going to do. Yeah, <laughs> you will have a special guest uh, to review the roster with you. I right? mean, he
1: ar- he already tweeted about it. Yeah. <laughs> if if Bobby Warshaw is still willing to come on the show after yeah. this game, Can you
0: say I'm suddenly very busy tomorrow afternoon? Yes.
1: Yeah, we were going to talk he was about a bit the game. This game. Yes, he was. I think
0: Bobby can relax it knowing that we won't ask him to analyse this Jamaica game. It'll be more about the roster.
1: See, I'm actually surprised because because. Knowing what we know about Bobby and in his past appearances, I kind of expected there to be a little bit of a like. I really enjoyed what we saw the other night. So to hear that he w- he was equally dismayed, I'll be asking him about that. tomorrow. I mean,
0: so he never surprises you with the thing you think he's going to surprise. This you is with. true. Yeah, this is Bobby, true. Bobby, unpredictable war show.
1: What's that called? Like like, uh, da- no, it's not dashing expectations, but it's that sort of. Uh, it's what George R. R. Martin does all the time. He like. Uh, undermines expectations or something like that. I Subverts, don't know. Subverting Subver- expectations. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Bobby. Bobby Warshaw. Jajara Martin. Basically, the same person.
0: So there will also be um, another show. The World mm-hmm. Cup uh, 2019 Group F preview yep. is in the can, as they say. Again,
1: this game was Sweden's fault. Don't forget.
0: Yeah, that will be released sometime on Thursday morning as mm-hmm. well. There is so much total soccer show coming your way this week. Oh boy. Yeah. Yes, there is. We'll take Friday off, right? Take a breather. I suppose. No, it's the World Cup starts. I mean, it's France career. Eh, we, we, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll be back at some point. We'll be, be back at some point. to talk about soccer. At yeah. some point. Okay, Taylor Rockwell, thank you for taking the time to talk to me once again. Right back at you, buddy. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you again, or at least Taylor will very soon.